It is Thursday, the 24th day of March 2022, and the NFL has gone completely fucking bonkers. Uh, Since we last spoke about 10 days ago, all kinds of shit has gone down. All kinds of shit. Russell Wilson traded to the Broncos. Devontae Adams traded to Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas. Deshaun Watson traded to Cleveland for some odd fucking reason. <clears throat> Guaranteed money. <clears throat> Carson Wentz traded to Washington. Matt Ryan traded to Indy. Allen Robinson signing with the Rams. Tyreek Hill traded to the Dolphins. And a shit ton more. Hoo-hoo! Wow, seriously, all these guys moving all over the place. Uh, collecting fat, fat stacks of money. Good for you, fellas. Uh, that's how it should be done. Um, moving all over the place. And, and what's Bill Belichick and the Patriots doing? Well, Malcolm Butler came back. So that's good, right? That's cool. I read today um, that if they continue on the same trend of not dipping into extensions or anything like that for, for next season. Uh, they'll have somewhere in the neighborhood of $85 million in cap space next year. Now, I don't know how accurate that is, but, uh, you know, the prevailing wisdom is that the cap isn't really uh, a thing, but we all know that it kind of is, not entirely, but kind of. It's 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 the real money, uh, the bonuses, the upfronts, the... All that crap. That some teams are just dying to part with in order to, you know, bring a lot of these guys in. And then there's teams that, that like to um, operate within a budget, and that's your New England Patriots. You see, for 20 years, they operated within the same budget. It's just that they had the greatest of all time um, at quarterback, so it afforded them uh, the luxury of bringing in guys on the cheap to play with that quarterback. It also didn't hurt that said quarterback was not the breadwinner of his own household. So he wasn't out trying to get every dime that he could. Hey, I say that, uh, you know, sort of tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, I think that might have something to do with it. But um, close to every team in the conference is better than they were at season's end. And while we're not even close to having complete teams, it's a safe bet in my mind to take the under on what I think might be an eight and a half win total for this season for the New England Patriots. We'll see. Um, And I don't even really think it's because they've gotten worse. I think they have slightly. The secondary's not as good. Um, I think the offensive line will be fine. They'll they'll bring in someone to replace... um, Shaq Mason, but I mean, they re-signed Trent Brown. They have Michael Wenyu to kind of slide into Mason's spot if they want, but they need a center. It's Ted Karras left. So I'm curious to see how this plays out, but I don't really think they're gonna they're going to be worse as a team. I think it's just that everyone else around them has gotten better. And so, you know, they're continuing to rebuild, and then hopefully next year they'll go in and, and kind of be a bit smarter with their money than they were last season, last offseason, when they brought in a bunch of guys who didn't perform. So hopefully, I don't know, hey, look, stranger things have happened. 
I don't know what else, but, you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, all that and more on episode number 112, the one where I'm back after a vacation. That's all right here, right now on Complaints and Observations. Still the most less than average podcast on the internet with a host who's the smartest person in the room when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. A fair warning, these episodes where um, I've taken a break uh, for whatever reason, uh, the ones where I come back are typically uh, awful. Which kind of sucks because you would think that that I have enough sort of uh, content built up and I'm, I'm raring to go and energetic and and, and looking to, to, you know, enjoy enjoy doing the show and it's not because i it's it's not a matter of not enjoying the sh doing the show it's a matter of just being slow for some reason i don't understand why right now it's because um, i'm pretty sure that i've uh that i gained like 15 pounds in the course of the last two weeks so i am just simply dragging ass but enough about me how are you you doing well? Everything good? How's the family? Okay? Good. Great. Grand. Glad to hear it. As I mentioned in the open, holy fuck, huh? Yowzer. Shit's gone bananas. Shit's gone bananas. It's funny, today, you know, I'm watching... Uh, the uh, the Pat McAfee show on on the YouTube when Tyreek Hill gets traded, I'm like, holy fuck, that moved quick. You know, the rumor went out there, and like ten minutes later, boom, there it is. He's traded. He's traded to Miami for a haul. The thing is, right? I think it's a good deal for for both sides, really, because. The Dolphins just got an all-pro wide receiver for a bunch of draft picks. You know, and it's the draft is kind of a crapshoot. Uh, Kansas City got a big number off their books, and they're very good when it comes to the draft. So now they have uh, a, a, a shitload of, of more picks with, and will probably take a receiver to kind of try to fill in a little bit. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe they'll sign somebody. We'll see. But it's very interesting. I mean, the AFC West was loaded. Loaded. I mean, honestly, that, that's going to be... That's appointment viewing all season long. Divisional matchups in the AFC West. Holy fuck. That's going to be fun. 
They're going to beat the piss out of each other. You, you're going to see 42 to 40 scores when those teams get together. It's just, and it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a blast. But I think the Chiefs just got a touch worse. So I'm curious to see how that plays out, which is a phrase that I realized uh, today that I say quite a bit. Curious to see how this plays out or that plays out or whatever. I don't know if that's a crutch of some kind, but weird. So as I mentioned, uh, coming back from a vacation, uh, I was in Las Vegas last week, uh, which is why I did not record uh, an episode. And as I figured, I was not going to be putting out any sort of content whatsoever when I was in Vegas. And it's not because of uh, not because I was like shit faced or doing all kinds of fun shit that now I'm just lazy. That's it. Just fucking flat out, plain old lazy. The funny part is I had never been. I think this was like my 10th time in Las Vegas. Ninth or 10th time. And this was the first time that I've been out there. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say that. I think it was probably this. It might be, might have been the second time. I don't know. But it was the busiest I have ever fucking seen that town. I mean, it was, life. It was a fucking zoo. Especially Thursday, Friday, and obviously because Thursday was St. Patrick's Day, and the first day of the NCAA men's basketball tournament. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I mean, just gross. The number of people. Just fucking awful. But, you know, before I get into, like, the real nitty-gritty, if you will, um, again, with the fucking plane, okay? I can't for the life of me figure out how like, shit always happens on the plane. And it's because shit that happens on the plane is not everyday shit. You know what I mean? So it's it's not as if... I shouldn't say that. Everyday occurrences on an airplane are far different than just everyday occurrences. I don't know if you follow me, but you will hopefully shortly. So there was an incident on the plane. Now, I wouldn't even call it an incident. It wasn't that. There was a woman two rows in front of me who spilled her coffee. She got a coffee and she spilled it. You would have thought uh, that anthrax was released on the plane accidentally because there were three flight attendants uh, tending to uh, this woman, cleaning up, um, you know, moving shit around. People had to get up out of the fucking seat. So they could get in and clean it. They, you know, full gloves. These these broads were gloved up. Bag trash, giant trash bags, and giant rolls of what what looked like like the old school, um, you know, those fucking giant spools of recycled paper towel that that it it doesn't actually suck up anything. It's completely fucking useless. All it does is move liquid around. 
and boy, you, I mean, honestly, the the amount of attention that they spent to clean this fucking thing up, th- there has to be some reason that they have they had to jump into action to clean up a coffee spill. And they ended up like moving somebody's seat, like the person that was on, the person that spilled it was in the middle seat of this row, and the person who was in the aisle ended up switching seats with somebody for whatever reason. I don't know exact exactly why. But it was like, holy shit. You know, I was waiting for like a doctor to show up because I didn't really know what it was. I didn't know it was a coffee spill until they were pretty much done. But man, I, I thought someone was having like a heart attack or, or something. There was just a lot of activity. And I didn't know what it was. Oh, fuck. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Dragon ass. Or I'm yawning on the show. <clears throat> but of course, there are other things. So, um, there was an issue taking off. First, there was a delay uh, leaving, like a half hour, 40 minute delay. Then we all pile into the plane. There's an even further delay. Oh, this was after they changed gates, changed planes, whole nine yards, sitting on the plane. And uh, the pilot comes on, he feels a need, he has to fill us in, right? You got to tell us what's going on. And I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but it always feels to me as if anything the pilot is saying, is he's making it up. Like the weather when you're landing. It just, because it, it's always like, uh, you know, the stupid pilot voice. Uh, right now in uh, Las Vegas, it's 65 degrees and uh, nine miles an hour uh, wind coming out of the southwest. Uh, local time, 522. Thank you for flying. Ciao. But like, so we're waiting for this, for the fucking plane to take off and he comes on to let us know there's a slight uh uh, something being fixed. He's like, uh, uh, there's a uh, problem with the uh, Scudito unit that controls the uh, Barriato rod. And uh, once we get that taken care of, we'll be ready to go. Thank you for your patience and understanding. It's always a thing. And then there's always the hardo who feels the need to fucking comment loudly. After every pilot announcement. Yeah, well, maybe if you fixed it earlier. Maybe if you were here on time. Maybe if your mother had a fucking abortion, we would have left by now. There's always that guy. Always that guy on a plane. Never fails. It could be something totally innocuous. The pilot could come on and say, uh, the sun is out. Yeah, well, that's because there's no clouds in the sky, buddy. Just, just fucking button it up. Nobody wants to hear fucking anything on an airplane. Nothing. You're there to sit down, shut up, and wait to get to where you're going. That's it. That's all. Seriously. There's nothing else to it.
So as I mentioned, uh, Vegas was a um, was very full. I think that's the best way to describe it. It was nice in a way because it it represented like a little bit uh, of a uh, pre-COVID sort of thing. Um, Nobody really seemed to give two fucks about COVID. Which, you know, quite honestly was a bit refreshing. So, um, you know, there were people wearing masks inside of the various hotels, which is fine. Look, you know, I don't blame them. Not one bit. Um, the only time I had a mask on was in the airport and on the plane. Um, but I, I can certainly understand why somebody would want to continue wearing a mask in a public setting, especially in a place that is as filthy as Las Vegas, Nevada. And I say that because it seemed to me that it was a bit dirtier than usual. Um, you know, usually it's it's a little dirty because it's a you know generally a dirty place, but it just felt a little dirtier for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I think it was just me because I'm the only one that uh, has vocalized that complaint. So I don't really think it was. I don't know. It wasn't a, a disaster by any stretch. Um, but one thing that's sort of in contrast to that is that I didn't see as many homeless people uh, as I'm accustomed to on the strip. Now, of course, there were some. That's that's a given. But it just didn't seem to me as if there were as many as usual. I don't know. I don't know what that was. I don't know if they've uh, tried to move some of these folks along or if they're actually doing something to help them. I doubt it. But maybe they are. Who knows? I don't want to speak ill. But maybe they are. I don't know. Um... But there's still too much shit closed. Like, for example, we we went to um, Caesars, and there's a, a, a really nice little food court inside of Caesars, and one of the things that they have is a Halal Guys. Now, if you're familiar with Halal Guys, uh, it's basically just chicken, rice, and, um, and bread. It's delicious. Used to get it all the time at Wayfair when I was working there. Um, and I was... I, I saw... On, the, on Caesar's website that it was uh, one of the locations at the food court, and I was fucking pumped. We just happened to be at Caesar's one night, and I'm like, fuck, I'm going halal, guys. Let's fucking go. I get there, and it's closed. It wasn't the only closed thing. Uh, there were about three or four other uh, stalls within that food court that were also closed. And, and I don't know what the deal is. Uh, I don't know how much shit is still closed, but there are things that are still closed, like the palms, still closed. My assumption is that they're doing work in there. I don't know. One thing that's not is the new Resorts World uh, casino, hotel, etc., etc. Beautiful place. Absolutely beautiful. However, don't fucking sit down and play cards because they're going to fuck you. In fact, they may, you know, they'll, 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 shut up, you fucking idiot. I lost a ton of money, (laughs) all right? Playing fucking blackjack. Just, you know, the kind of bullshit that when you're playing, um, like, video blackjack, it was, it was like that. If you've ever played video blackjack, you know how fucking screwed you get playing that game, and you're like, oh, I got a 20. 
against the six, no problem. You know, and then all of a sudden they get a 21. Shit like that happened way too often sitting at this fucking table. Twice. We played there twice. But other than that, the place was fantastic. Absolutely gorgeous building. Um, not the best spot. It's next to Circus Circus. So it's at the end of the strip. Which again, totally fine. Totally fine. <clears throat> um, and then my buddy Matt uh, was under the impression that there was a casino at the Trump uh, International Hotel, whatever. Well, there's no casino in there. It did have a Trump shop um, that Matt had to buy some goodies at, uh, including a bag of Trump candies. Which, I won't lie, were very tasty. So good on you, Trump people, for, for procuring some really nice, uh, you know, gummied candy. It was enjoyable. It was, you know, they had like a, a family display of, of Trump uh, apparel, which was just flat out fucking hilarious. Like... Like, what the fuck? What, what are you doing? Here's a whole family of preppy Trump supporters. Which, look, probably not that far from the truth. Uh, the best part about that visit, though, was the, like the, the, the weird bathroom attendant who, when I asked, yeah, there's no casino in there, is it? Casino? There's no fucking casino here. And then proceeded to say that he was drinking a case of beer and a handle of wild turkey after he got out of work. Manning the bathroom at the Trump International, which apparently they sell condos. You can buy a condo uh, slightly off strip um, at the Trump. Who's in what's it? The funny part about it is that you saw um, a couple of there were a couple of families that that checked in. Or that were at uh, the Trump uh, building, and it made me think. I bet, I bet this guy, big Trump supporter, and he's super proud. He's gonna take his wife and his kids to stay at the at the Trump, just so that he could say that he stayed at the Trump, so he could tell all of his other Trump supporter friends who may not have had the pleasure. I could be dead wrong. This is an, a total assumption on my part, but. Uh, that's my that's my guess. My guess is that's how that went. Yeah, well, I took the wife and kids to stay at the Trump on the Strip. Because, of course, they have a southern accent, right, David? Of course, right. And more likely, they're from East Bridgewater. Um, but the whole town was packed. I mean, it was fucking packed, and it made... It made gambling um, a bit more difficult because, look, I'm poor. So I'm not going to, to spend 25 bucks a hand on blackjack. I, I did once and uh, managed to, to keep that, managed to keep a couple hundred bucks going for a little while, but not very long. So, of course, they know there's a shit ton of people there, so every casino is going to jack up their minimums. 
to try to make as much as they can, which is well within their rights. That's what they should be doing. But at the same time, they should be adjusting based on the time of day. There was a day, I want to say Saturday morning, we were leaving Saturday afternoon. So Saturday morning, I'm up. Maybe it was Friday morning. I can't remember. It was either Friday or Saturday morning, early. Like we're talking like 7 a.m. And we stayed at Harris, which I'll not do again. The thing about hotel rooms in Vegas is, you know, you're not you're not staying there to to stay in the room, but you want the room to be okay, right? I wasn't I wasn't really thrilled with this room. So my the the point of that is I was in the casino. Twenty five dollar tables at fucking seven a.m. Like what the fuck are you doing? And you just you get three fucking tables there with with dealers just standing there. Twiddling their thumbs. Because who's going to fuck... Who's sitting down to play $25 hands at 7 a.m.? Nobody. If they were $15 hands, I would have been all over. I would have sat down and given you 100 bucks, no problem. But nope. Didn't want to do that. The... The fact that we were there for the, for the tournament meant an all-out assault by all manner of drunk white guys. I mean, they were fucking everywhere. All with their various collegiate apparel. I saw a ton of uh, Iowa represented, so it was nice to see them lose early. It was good. In Wisconsin. They didn't lose as early as Iowa, but they did lose over the weekend. And they seem to be the most, uh, I don't want to say obnoxious, but maybe loud. The thing, nobody was really outwardly obnoxious, which was nice. It's just that there were fucking so many of them. The fresh out of college bros, the early 30s dudes who've been planning this trip for years, but you know, finally were able to get away from their longtime girlfriends or new wives. The old guys who've been doing this for 20 years. You know, the Chads who all interned at Goldman Sachs and came out to drink far too much. The dad who convinced his family it would be fun to go and then wandered off by himself at the end of the first game to get smothered. And now he's wandering around the strip with a dead phone and can't walk straight at 5 p.m. All the bros with their their fanny packs uh, strapped across their chest. The sheer volume of these guys was staggering. I mean, I was blown away, literally blown away at, at the the number of them. Every sports book packed, just absolutely packed. And it kind of was a bit surprising to me because obviously in, in that environment, there's people representing different schools. And it's not as if it's like five years ago where you had to go to fucking Vegas to gamble on all this stuff. You can, in, in a lot of places now, you can sit there and do it on your phone. So it, it's the environment more than the actual gambling, I think. I could be dead wrong. I don't know. But uh, the camaraderie, if you will, of gathering with your fellow college sports lovers. As you watch the uh, unpaid kids dribble a basketball for your pleasure. 
and for the pockets of the administration. An odd dynamic, really. But, you know, all in all, good time. Um, got to eat in and out twice, which was nice. Um, pro tip, you have to get your fries well done. You have to. Because if you don't, they're going to be soggy as fuck. Now, animal-style fries, the only thing that animal-style fries will do is, is just coagulate. If you can't get them, like, fresh, if the place is too busy... You can't go animal style because the cheese coagulates by the time you get your food because the fries are always done first. So pro tip. But it was awesome. I mean, if you know me, you know how much I enjoy In-N-Out. Love it. My favorite uh, fast food. But I've... I ate like such shit last week. Just just not good. Drank drank a lot, ate like shit. Not a good combo. And I've uh, gained, like I said, about 15 pounds, and I feel like garbage. Still feel like garbage, and here it is fucking Wednesday, Wednesday night, that I'm recording this crap. We also got uh, the entire, well, most of the party got... Uh, food poisoning at a hot dog joint in Old Vegas. Not ideal. By any stretch of the imagination. 4.30 wake-ups like, whoop! Gotta go see a man about a horse. Um, <clears throat> what else? What else about Vegas? Anything? Anything, anything uh, quirky? No, not really. Uh, tough place to watch a soccer game when you're uh, when you're there and, and during the tournament uh, because forget it just not possible wanted to watch the second leg of West Ham's uh, Europa League draw tie is the word I'm looking for and uh, no dice ended up having to watch it on my phone which is kind of a bummer but what can you do What can you do? Not much, right? Or, you know, as some people would say, oh, maybe you could stop watching fucking soccer. I saw a very uh, interesting article today uh, on Boston.com. The headline, Northampton High School Principal relieved of duties after calling students, quote, asshats, end quote. Well, of course, I, I needed to, uh, to find out what exactly caused this principle to call students asshats. And I read through the article, and then uh, some some follow up to it. But more or less, the way that this, the story goes is that um, the principal was was upset. Not not so much upset, but apparently the student, the high school student union, were upset about a freshman sophomore honors class being 
blended with a non-honors math class. That was the gripe that the student union had with the school that caused the principal to call them asshats. They don't really go into detail as to what exactly was causing, um, you know, what what made them so upset about this uh, this change. But apparently, you know, um, it had something to do with. Uh, they weren't. Um, that, that the student union or the students themselves weren't weren't really consulted about the change, which blew my fucking mind. And apparently, their their gripe there's more to it than this, but it's not really it's not outlined in anything that I've read because there has to be more to it than just uh, the principal calling them assets. There has to be, because it just makes no fucking sense to me. There's a quote from one of the, a senior student, um, been trying to talk and work with her for years now, and we have gotten nothing in return from her. That is so fucking vague, it's ridiculous. And then, quote, so at this point, I feel like the students can't, I, oh, Jesus Christ. Let's rewind. Quote, so at this point, I think the students feel like we cannot trust Principal Valancourt. End quote. Vague. Horribly vague. And it's just needy fucking kids. And this is the problem with kids. I don't like them. (laughs) Uh, Northampton. Uh, in the opinion of most non-Hamptonites, I would venture a guess that, that you know calling someone an asshat isn't the most vile of insults. However, this isn't the case as the principal has been fired. And I'm at a loss, to be perfectly honest. Sure, calling kids names is not the best thing for a principal to do. Fine. Uh, reprimand the principal, suspend them, something. But you're gonna you're literally going to fire a high school principal which I'm sure is not the most ideal place to work or, or job to have, uh, is just fucking ridiculous. I knew nothing of Northampton aside from, from it being next to Amherst and Holyoke or in that sort of general neck of the nape. Um, and so again, I assumed that there was more to the story, and I was trying like hell to, tr- to find it. Like I, There needs to be something else here, right? There needs to be something more than than... A principal calling kids names. Because there is no fucking... You cannot tell me that every single teacher on the planet doesn't call their fucking kids way worse. Way worse than asshat. But the more I dug into it, the less I could find. Part of it is, you know, dumb paywalls from news sources. I did air quotes there. You can't see it because I'm not on camera. I'm talking into a microphone. Ugh. And whatever, that's fine. You, you need to make money. I get it. Um, what I did find is that the comment itself, the word asshat, uh, was called from a 267-page compilation of administrative messages 
released by a former school committee member who received the materials in response to a public records request. I'm thinking, again, there's going to be more to that because, one, why is this former school committee member looking for something? Because obviously there's an axe to grind here, but they're leaving that part out. And then the other part is, of the 267 pages of notes, the worst thing you could find is that she called the kids asshats. Really? Really? That's the worst you could find? Well, apparently that was enough. Because the student body of Northampton High School decided that they'd had enough and they were going to stage a walkout which featured those quirky Hi, My Name Is stickers that said, Asshat. Ha, ha, ha. It actually is kind of clever. Uh, but guess what, kids? You are a bunch of fucking asshats. The one word in a 267-page compilation is what they're focusing on. Again, I have to ask, what about the rest of it? Why isn't the rest of that released? The context is entirely missing here. And this lady is losing a career over asshat. Should she have used the word? No. Let's get that out of the way. Okay? That's a given. But would they have preferred assholes? Or fucking whiny little twats? Asshat is cheeky and funny. But these kids felt the need to stage a rally, expressing their anger, so they could make signs and smile for pictures, which they did, because this mass live um, fucking article features pictures with a bunch of fucking kids, like, laughing and smiling with their stupid stickers on, saying, hey, I'm an asset, hello, I'm an asset. Not all of them are smiling, and I'm sure there are some that, are, that have legitimate gripes, but again, we don't know what the fuck they are. You know, we just, we simply do not know. And that's my problem here, because there's no context. It just says, she called them asshats, and that's why she was fired. It's like, what? Huh? That, that can't be it. It just can't. But I mean, the more that I looked into it, the more, and like I said, I knew nothing about Northampton. I needed to find out a little bit about it. So, of course, what do I do? I, I go to Wikipedia, type in Northampton, and right there in the opening fucking paragraph, they mention that uh, Northampton was once called the most liberal small city in America. And that answered a lot of questions. As someone who uh, readily identifies as a liberal, it is getting harder and harder to be a rational Liberal, when shit like this passes as a problem, being called an asshat, I mean, fucking get real. I mean, would you please, Northampton? Are there no bigger problems in that town? I'm guessing there is. I'm guessing there is. But instead of focusing on that, or, or focusing on larger problems within uh, the entire world stage, right? 
if you want to be a real fucking weirdo, you could sit there and you could protest, uh, I don't know, the invasion of a sovereign country on the other side of the planet. That's an actual problem. But nope, in Northampton, it's asshat. It's depressing. Honestly, it's really depressing. And I, you know, this is probably the first time that I've ever really been angry with a, uh, you know, a protest. This is where the old group um, that I used to manage, American Group Against Groups, AGAG. AGAG would have been awesome here. Would have been funny. We need to, we might need to revive AGAG just for shit like this. It is now time for everyone's uh, favorite part of the show, where it's almost over. And as it is Thursday, it is time for Three Gripes. Yay! Three Gripes! Yay! Show's almost over! Yay! More likely the latter. If you've gotten this far, thank you. It's greatly appreciated as always. Gripe number one. Hotel hallways. Where else would you encounter a person in a long, open, slash, enclosed area? By yourself, right? In a one-on-one sitch. Or two-on-two or two-on-one. Think about it. Well, don't, I guess. But, I mean, how many times are you walking to your room and suddenly another person appears? Like, what's the etiquette there? What do you do? You have to say something, right? If you don't, chances are that the other person will. How are you? Good afternoon. Sup? What do you do there? It's likely that there's going to be some sort of exchange. Especially if it's one-on-one. Because that's awkward, right? Yes, it is, David. It's fucking awkward. Wife and I were walking uh, down the hall to our room on on, uh, Thursday and St. Patrick's Day. We're both wearing, you know, green uh, tees. Green tee. I had a great green t-shirt of the uh, Alabama Leprechaun. It said amateur sketch. It was awesome. Loved it. I saw a handful of those. It's just so classic. It's an. It's never. It, it'll never not be funny. The Alabama Leprechaun. Um, <clears throat> and as we're walking, is there's another guy walking towards us, and he feels the need to say that he was also representing the day by wearing a green T-shirt. Oh, hey, thanks, buddy. But that's you know, I think I, I think the the proper etiquette would would be a polite, how are you, or a good afternoon. As I said, not sup. You can't say sup. That's not really. That's not good. You can't do that. Just one of those awkward situations that you find yourself in occasionally, and you don't know what the fuck to do. Because again, like I said, if you say nothing, you know you're going to be looked at as. 
uh, you know, not not so much antisocial, but rude, right? I, mean, I don't know, maybe not. My guess is a lot of people won't give a fuck. I know I wouldn't give a fuck, but at the same time, it's it's weird. It's something is expected there. It's quiet. There's nobody else around. Just one of those things, right? Gripe number two. Uh, this may have been a past gripe, but I'm approaching two years with this fucking stupid program, and I can't recall some of the shit that I've talked about before, but uh, groups with matching t-shirts. I'm willing to bet that there is no uh, a greater radius of um, groups with matching t-shirts uh, with more groups with matching T-shirts than Las Vegas, Nevada. That is, that is an absolute guarantee. Because I saw fucking a ton of them. You had, you had the guys that were all together for for March Madness. Bunch of them had their own fucking tees. You had the bachelorette parties, you had the birthday parties, you had just like the girls' weekends, you had the fucking, I I don't know, hey, we're a family. That's a good one, the hey, we're a family. (laughs) All, you know, names, you know, same color T, names in the same color font and the same style font. Uh, you know, mom, dad, son. Um, what was the other one? Like the cat in the hat, like thing one and thing two, but it was like drunk one and drunk two, drunk three, all the way up to fucking six. Same color. It's like, what what the fuck are you doing here? I understand like dressing, um... In, in a in a color scheme, okay? That I get. But the matching t-shirt thing, I don't. I don't see the need for it when you're in, in a public setting, right? So there are times when you go to a golf tournament and you get a t-shirt or a hat. That's fine. Because not everyone is putting on the t-shirt or the hat right there and then. Some people certainly do. I find them weird. You don't need to advertise where you where you are when you're there. Although that kind of that that doesn't really work. You could say you're wearing like a Patriots hat at a Patriots game. Nah, not the same thing. But the amount of effort, the amount of time and effort that goes into matching T-shirts, because like you have to have that discussion with the group, right? Well, okay, we're gonna we're making T-shirts this year, guys. What are we gonna do? Well, I mean, look, broads love doing shit like that for some weird fucking reason. I don't know why. I don't. I don't understand that. It's a. It's a thing that I don't get. Mainly because I'm not a broad. <laughs> Still a funny word, I'm sorry. 
but yeah, it's the matching t-shirt thing needs to go. You don't need to do it. It's not necessary. Gripe number three. And honestly, this sort of flies in the face of literally everything that I've done, again, over the course of the past two years or so. Um, opinions. You don't need to have, you don't have to have an opinion about everything. And I read this not too long ago. Um, I get these emails, the Daily Stoic, this uh, author, Ryan Holiday, interesting guy, a bit, I don't want to call him snooty, because I don't think that's it. It comes across as a bit of a know-it-all, and but I mean, other than that, I, I don't dislike the guy. But one of the things that he has said is that you don't, you don't need to have an opinion about everything. There's a lot of stuff that you can just ignore, or you can, you know, listen, internalize, and be done with it. Social media has made it so very easy to comment on every single little fucking thing that's going on, or even is perceived to be going on, or whatever else. Which, which makes having an, an actual informed opinion a lot more difficult than just spewing out a bunch of shit randomly on Facebook and watching others give you the old thumbs up or come back at you with equally uninformed shit. Because spending the time to formulate an, an educated and informed opinion, does it just doesn't happen very often. Case in point. This whole, uh, like, transgender bill, uh, transgender athlete bill thing that's been going on, literally in multiple places across the country, it's one of these things that, that I've tried not to have an opinion on, okay, for a multitude of reasons, one of which is the, the percentage of these people is, is minuscule in the grand scheme of the population of the United States. The number of, of uh, self-identified transgendered people is less than 1% of the population, and it could be anywhere from 05 to 0.7%. So you're looking at a half a percent to three-quarters of 1% of the country. That is a... Uh, an absurdly small number of people, none of which are causing anybody fucking any problems whatsoever. They're just trying to live their fucking lives. So I don't have an, I don't, you know, I didn't have an opinion. I do now. But I just think it's a massive waste of time. And it's it's funny because the reason that this popped up is that the governor of, of Utah, of all people, vetoed a bill that was was put on his desk, passed by the Utah legislature, uh, to ban uh, transgender athletes. And his point was like, are we really fucking doing this? He's like, there are four, he said, four transgender uh, youths playing high school sports. Four. He's like, what are, what are we doing here? Why can't we just let these kids fucking live? And it made perfect sense. Like, it's nothing but a fucking giant scare tactic. And it's stupid. But for some reason, everybody has to have a fucking opinion about it. Like, who the fuck cares? I mean, look, I'm sure that that small percentage of the population care. 
And rightfully so, they should, because it affects them. But the 99% of the country, they don't need to have an opinion. And if they do, it's just because somebody's telling them to. Life tends to be more calm when you don't take the time to do uh, anything on a particular subject. It's okay. The earth will continue to rotate without you providing nonsense to anything and everything. Just stop. And I say that as the host of a terrible podcast talking about opinions and making opinions about everything. Not everything. It's not, and that's the thing. It's not everything. Somebody said that to me today on the tweet machine. Uh, it's kind of ironic coming from a podcast who talks, uh, complains, and observes about everything. Well, it's not everything. Because I don't uh, know everything. I don't know everything that's going on. Not to mention, this is a completely uh, frivolous, nonsensical thing here. And on that note, the show's over. That's the end of the show. I hope you've managed to hang in there for the entire 50-plus minutes of the episode, uh, because I've managed to stay awake, which is a plus. For some reason, I'm fucking gassed today. I did nothing today. <laughs> Literally. I made a handful of phone calls, sent a couple of emails, didn't sell a fucking thing, but I'm gassed. I don't fucking know. <sighs> um, go to the uh, Instagram page, at ComplaintsPod. Go to the Twitter page. Check it out, at ComplaintsPod. I'd love to get more people involved in both uh, social media things just to kind of chit-chat about dumb shit. Um, on Twitter, it's mostly sports because that's all I really give a shit about. I'm trying not to get, again, I've mentioned this a thousand times, but I'm trying not to make this an entirely sportsy uh, podcast because, uh, I don't know. I think I, you know, again, I like to have opinions about fucking everything, right? <laughs> Even more reason to just fucking focus on one thing is so that I don't have an opinion about everything. Take your own advice, David, you fucking fat dummy. Uh, you can call the show, leave a voicemail, 617-657. Uh, what's the phone number? 617-657-4736. rip them. Call in, leave a voicemail, please. If you want to be on the show... Oh, fuck, that reminds me. I was supposed to... Invite my soccer buddies on. Talk about soccer. Oof, blew that one. Well, the international break for the next two weeks, so that the timing doesn't work. Um, what else? You can go to the Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. Uh, I have a YouTube page I don't do anything with. I have a Twitch channel I don't do anything with. I have a blog that I haven't written a blog about uh, or a blog post for in weeks. So I'm not going to tell you to fucking check that out. You can go to the website, though, if you want. Complaintsandobservations.com. Check that. There's nothing on there. Um, you can go to my merch store and, and buy a tea. Check that out. Uh, what else can you do? Yeah. Take a nap if you want. You can do that. 
Um, you can have a beverage, adult beverage, if you want to do that. Depending on the time of day, of course, or what you're doing. If you're at work, don't be drinking at work. It's very uncouth. But, um, yeah, that'll do. Um, thank you. Please, as always, uh, tell your friends, tell your moms. Uh, this is the hashtag World's Worst Podcast. So, um, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.